right, come on now. Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Make some noise, excited to be here. Oh, it's so good. In fact, look at the person sitting beside you and say, I'm glad you came today. Go on and tell them, say, I'm glad you came today. You can even look on the other side and say, I'm glad you came too. I'm glad you're here as well. Man, it's so good to be worshiping with our family. to welcome everyone at our Ashland campus. Come on, can we get up for our Ashland campus there in Boyd County? What's up? Man, God's doing a great thing in our region. We also want to welcome, we have GSP in the house. Thank you guys for joining us today. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so good. We also have GSE all the way in Northern Kentucky. They're tuning with us today as well. So good to be with this God and everybody else online all over the world. We're so glad that you are here worshiping with us. Well, today we're in this series called Rethink. And just for disclaimer, May was the series we had for the ladies in the house. It was the ladies series that we talked about. And then in May, we, I mean, sorry, in June here, we did the men's series. So today we finish up the men's series. And by the way, last night we had men's night and it was awesome. I mean, we had so much barbecue. It was so good. Had some awesome cars out. And uh, we had some cornhole champions. They're not bragging. They're trying to be humble brag about it. But it was, it was so, so much fun. I cannot wait to do it again. You know, week one we talked about, we had to rethink what it looks like to walk with God. If you missed that, we wanna encourage you to go back and watch it. Week two, Pastor Adam talked about rethink rest. What does it really mean to take a Sabbath? One thing about guys and ladies as well is that we don't take time to rest. What does that look like? Last week I talked about rethinking leadership. Leadership is not to be served. True leadership is to serve the people around you, no matter what you are or your title is in life. And today I wanna end it by summarizing this series, if I were to put it that way, that I want you to rethink your legacy. I want you to rethink what you're gonna be remembered for on this planet Earth when you finally take your last breath. I want you to rethink the legacy that you plan to live and what does it really mean to have a legacy? Because here's the reality. Every one of us is gonna be remembered for something, good or bad. Every one of us, and the, the sad thing is, really, honestly, it's probably only gonna be for about two generations. Your probably grandkids are gonna be the only ones who remember something about you, and probably your great-grandkids might hear stories about you, but are they gonna really know you and remember things about you? And so if you have a short time on earth, maybe it's 60, 80, 90 years, wherever God gives you to live, what legacy are you gonna live? In fact, I normally tell people something like this, if I came to your funeral one day and preached your funeral, which is kind of morbid, so I kind of changed it. I don't go for the funeral now. Let's say you live to be 90 years old, and you're throwing your 90-year-old birthday party, and all your, all your friends and your family, your kids, your grandkids, maybe great-grandkid could be there. They might be a baby. I never forget, I have a picture with my great-great-grandma. There's five generations of us living at one time. And I remember stories about them. And I remember, you know, if I'm sitting at your 90-year birthday party, and you say, hey, I want you to say something about me to my family. What would you want me to tell your family? If I had five to eight minutes to read your eulogy or speak at your, at your birthday, 90th birthday party, what would you want me to say about you? And whatever that is that you want me to say about you, that is what you should be practicing and living out today because that will be the legacy that you will be remembered for. And the good news is that every single one of us have the power and the choice to write our legacy. You have the power and the choice how to write, how people are going to remember you. And so what I wanna do in the next few moments is just give you some practical ways for you to live a life that when you live an awesome legacy, that you're gonna leave an awesome legacy behind. In fact, the Bible says in Psalms 112 this, those who are righteous will be long remembered. 
And I want that for you. I want that for me. I want that for all of us who follow Jesus. And so this is kind of a note-taking sermon, so we're gonna go through a few points here that you can write down if you wanna take notes. If you don't like to take notes, pay the person beside you to take the notes and text them to you later because these are some things that I want you to think about, especially guys. I'm talking to the guys, but every one of us this applies to when you come about living, leaving your legacy because it's not about how far you climb up the corporate ladder. It's not about how much stuff you have when you retire or when you pass away or how much you're able to leave to your children. There's greater things with that. So what are some practical things that we can do? All right, so here we go. If you're ready to get started, so let's go. All right, point one, this. We have to learn how to speak with integrity. We have to be men and women of integrity. We gotta speak with integrity. What does it mean to speak with integrity? That means we always must be telling the truth. You need to be telling the truth, not made up truth, not little half white lies. I'm talking always speak the truth. Always act in truthfulness in everything you do. And here's the crazy thing, you have the power to do that. You have the power to always speak truth, to always keep your word, that you practice what you say you believe and you do the right thing. Now, where's all my math people in the house? How many of you, you love math? Get my math hands up, come on, okay. All right, God bless you, just bless you. Bless you, I, I, I never forget when Common Core Master come around, I had to teach my kids, like that's not how you add, kid. This is how you really add. Like, I, I don't know how they figure up stuff today. Well, this word integrity comes from this, this Latin word, integer. Now, my math people, you know what I'm saying, my math people in the house, you're just super smart. I just didn't do good in this. I didn't do good in, in, in math at all. And so for my math people, you know an integer is something that cannot be divided into, right? It's a whole. It's complete. And, and we get the word integrity from this math Latin word called integer that you cannot divide into, which means this. It's whole. It's complete. That's what that word integrity means. It means I am whole and I'm complete. I'm the same person on the stage. I'm the same person at home. I'm the same person at Walmart when someone gets in front of me. Come on now. I'm the same person at a ball game where some of you lose your minds at ball games. It's just crazy, right? I'm the same person at the restaurant when the waitress didn't fill my sweet tea up. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about. A person of integrity is the same person everywhere they go. In fact, we, we know it, the opposite of it is called a hypocrite. A hypocrite is someone who is two-faced. In fact, the word hypocrite comes from a person who's role-played, stay played with someone who had two masks on. You ever seen somebody when they stand sideways, they have their face painted, and all of a sudden they turn around this way and the face is painted someone else, and back and forth, it was a play. This is where we get the word hypocrite. You're two-faced. The reason why most people today said they will not come to church is because people who go to church act like hypocrites, which means they come on Sunday and wave their hanky, and on Monday they cuss out their employees. And so they, the world can't tell the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian. Listen to me, men, let me speak, especially all of us. If we would be people of integrity, if we would be the same person everywhere we go, if we would take the mask off, and wear, especially when we go home, because when we get home, that's when we really show our true colors, our true self. When we can take the mask off. So many people, they got their church Sunday mask on. I'm fine. How you, God bless you. I'm fine today, right? And that's why everybody's at church. They're fine when you come to church. And then tomorrow you put your work face on. You know, you got to get it, get it done, right? You got to get it. And then you go somewhere else, you put your ball game face on. You're yelling at them, cussing at the referee, right? And then whatever it may be, that's what's called a hypocrite. 
If we want to leave a legacy that's going to last and make an impact in people's lives, we have to be men and women of integrity. We have to speak the truth, tell the truth, and always do the right thing. In fact, this is the foundation of leaving a legacy, and that is being a person of integrity. I don't know if you know much about the story about Job in the Bible, and it's kind of a crazy story than this cosmic bet between the, the devil and God and the devil, all this stuff. It's crazy if you just go read about it. But long story short, God allowed Satan to strip Job away from everything he had. He took everything away from him, and, and, and his wife cursed him, and his friend said, you've sinned, and, and something's wrong with you, yet he remained faithful. And at the end of the story, God returned everything, more than what he had, returned everything back to Job. And the reason why, because in Job chapter 1, verse 1, I want you to look, don't miss this, it says Job was blameless. It didn't say he was sinless. You're never going to be sinless. Job was blameless and a man of complete integrity, and he feared God, and he stayed away from evil. He was a man of integrity, and yet even though God allowed the enemy to take everything away, God restored it because he was faithful to the Lord. And that's what I want to encourage you to do, that you would be faithful to the Lord. Psalms 101 says this, I will be careful to live a blameless life, and when will you come to help me, he says. I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. What's that? I'm going to lead a blameless life, and I'm going to lead a life of integrity in my own home. Watch this, where it matters even the most. And so what I want to encourage all of us, let's be men and women of integrity. Let's leave a legacy behind by always speaking the truth, always telling the truth, and not being hypocrites wearing multiple masks where we go. Let's just be the same person everywhere we go. That is walking with integrity. Here's the second thing you can do if you want to live a legacy that impacts people is that you got to serve with passion. You need to serve people with passion. Now, we talked about this a little bit last week. Leadership is not, I have to demand that you serve me. Jesus said, I didn't come, watch this, to be served. I come to be a servant and serve and give my life a ransom to the people around me. Jesus says, if you want to be first, you got to be last. It's different than the way the world says. The world says, do whatever you can, get to the top, make as much as you can, get to 60, 62, 65, by the time about my age, it'll be 75, right? And Social Security probably won't even be here then by then. And all this stuff, watch it. And then you're like, okay, now I can retire. No, no, we need to serve the people around us. And watch this, be last by humbling ourselves. I'll talk about that just in a moment. Paul writes in Colossians 3 this, we have to work willingly at whatever you do. Everybody say whatever. Whatever is whatever, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a pipe fitter, an electrician, a banker, a nurse, a doctor, a student, an athlete, it doesn't matter. Whatever you do, whatever you do, do it as you do unto the Lord. Do it as you are serving King Jesus rather than serving the people or doing it for the people. Let me tell you a couple things that's going to last for eternity. There's two things in the scripture that tells us that will last forever. The first thing the Bible says that will last forever is the Word of God. The Word of God will last forever. It says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but Jesus said, my Word will not pass away. This will last forever. It says, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the Word of God will abide forever. If this will abide forever and you want to leave a lasting legacy, listen to me, you've got to build your life on the Bible. We have to build a life according to God's Word. 
Our life needs to be built. Listen, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. You can start today building your life on the scriptures of God's word because this is eternal. This will last forever. And listen, especially guys. A lot of guys are like, oh, I don't read my Bible. I don't like to read. I don't know this stuff right here. Listen, then listen to the Bible on the way to work. You have a phone. You have a radio. Put it on. And listen to God's word. Let it speak into your life. If you want to live a lasting legacy, you've got to get in God's word. It will last forever. And the second thing in the scripture that says will last forever, you ready for this, is people. Do you know that you were created for eternity? In fact, God said he's placed eternities in our heart. You were created to live forever. And the moment that you die and breathe your last breath, your life is not over. Your body's over, but your life is not over. You were created to live forever. And everyone on the planet will live in one or two places for eternity. A place called heaven or a place called hell. You will live forever. Your soul will go on forever. You have to make a choice. Am I going to choose to give my life to Jesus Ask him to forgive me of all of my sins and put my faith and trust and repent of them. And therefore, the scripture says, if you will confess him as Lord, you will be saved and you will spend all eternity in a place called heaven. And the scripture is very clear. And for those who reject Jesus and will not put their faith and trust in Jesus, will live a place called hell. You were created for eternity and you will live forever. So watch this. If I know that, and I want to leave a lasting legacy, what should I do? An eternal legacy, two things. Build my life on the word of God that was eternal and be forever. And watch this. Serve the people around me who will live forever. To serve them, to invest in them, to help them, to encourage them, to help them get to know God. And there's so many ways you could do that outside, but as Christians, remember we talked about this, as Christians, we have been commanded to serve the body of Christ. Because we're gonna, watch this, last forever, to serve the body of Christ through your local church. And if you have a place that you call your home church, listen, you need to get it and use your gifts and serve the body. Serve people, they will last forever. And these deeds that you do will not go unnoticed. We need to serve the people around us. Here's the third thing is this. If we wanna live a legacy that's lasting, that makes a difference, we must give with generosity. We gotta be generous and bless the people around us. In fact, you will never leave a legacy unless you learn how to become generous and a generous giver of your time, of your money, of your effort, of your energy, of your talents. How much of yourself is given to advance the kingdom of God? If we sit down and look at, and let's just be honest, let's call it was, if we looked at your checking account, if we looked at your calendar, if we looked at what you Google the most, if we look like what you look at the most, what you spend your most time on, if you evaluate the completeness of your life, I heard a statistic yesterday that the average person touches their phone 2,719 times a day. What are you Googling the most? That's probably what you're the most passionate about. How much is your time, energy, and effort, and who you are is given what's generously to the Lord to advance the kingdom of God? Think about it. 
You can do an inventory right now of your life. You can sit there and say, How, what am I spending my time on? What am I spending my resources on? What am I spending my energy on? Is any of it given to advance the kingdom of God? That will last for eternity. See, we strive and spend so much of our time and our resources and stuff on things that will fade away and will not last forever. But the greatest thing we can do is be generous and bless the people around us. Psalms 112 says this, they share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Why? Because they bless the people around them. They will have influence and honor in this life and in the life to come. Are you a generous person? Do you know why you need to become a generous person and every one of us can become generous even if you're stingy, even if you're greedy with your time, your energy, your you can become generous. You know why we should become generous? Here's a few reasons. One, because God is generous. For God so loved the world, he gave. His only. You don't think God was generous? He sent his son to die in your place, in my place. Is that not generous? I love you. There ain't no way in the world I'm gonna give my kid up for you. And you wouldn't give your kid up for me. God was so generous that he gave his one and his only son. And on top of that, then he gave us grace to forgive us as we put our faith and trust in his son. We don't deserve it, but that is called grace. God was generous, therefore he wants us to become like him and we become like God, watch this, when we're generous with everything and everything who we are. I wanna encourage you to be generous. Here's a couple other things. You're not gonna be remembered for what you spent on yourself or what you did for yourself. It's the impact you had on other people at work, at school. Is your workplace better because you work there? Is your school better because you go there? See, you can make a difference where you are by being generous. And I'm not talking about with giving with money, I'm just talking about this your life, how you bless people, how you serve people with your time, which honestly, time is the greatest thing you have. You can make more money, you can't make more time. And every time that clock ticks away, that's one second of your life, you will never, ever, ever get back. There's nothing you can do to gain it back. What are you doing with your time, which is your biggest commodity that you have? How are you using it to invest in people around you? Another thing, you can't take your stuff with you. You can send it ahead of you by blessing people, but you cannot take it with you. And I'm telling you another thing, is that you will learn joy. There is true joy when you just bless people when you learn to be generous. And if we're gonna leave a legacy, we have to be people that are gonna be generous, serve with passion, build our life on what is true, build our life on God's word, and be men and women of integrity. And lastly, Proverbs eleven twenty five 25 says, the generous will prosper, and those who refresh others themselves will be refreshed. Do you see that? The generous will prosper. You wanna prosper? Be generous, because you can't outgive God. With anything in your life, you cannot outgive Him. And then here's the last thing, last one, is that you need to learn how to succeed with humility. You have to learn how to succeed with humility. Now, most people who you think are successful are not humble, or they do a humble brag about it. 
you wanna be successful, you need to succeed, but you need to do it with humility. Now, what does that look like? How do you, how do you practically do that? Listen to what Pro- Proverbs 29 says. This is very important. Pride ends in humiliation. While humility brings honor. Now, I want you to think about this one. Pride ends in humiliation. We're in a season right now where you see pride everywhere. Pride in of itself is a sin. The devil became the devil because of pride. And so now, we live in a world where people want to be prideful of their sin. And the scripture tells us that pride ends in humiliation, but humility brings honor. If you want to leave a legacy and succeed, and succeed, and I hope you are successful, do it with humility. Succeed with humility. Why? James 4, look what it says. God opposes the proud. Just leave that up for a second. Think about this. That word oppose is a military word. It means wage war against. The Greek word. When I'm arrogant, when I puff myself up, when I'm prideful of my sin or just prideful of what's going on, when I say, look at me, look at me, the Bible says God opposes me. I'm not that smart. But I don't want God waging war against me. So I have a choice. Look what he says. God opposes the proud, but let me tell you what God will do. But he will give grace to the humble. And you know what the crazy thing is? Humility is a choice. You get to choose today to humble yourself. It's a choice. And when you humble yourself, the Bible says that God will give you grace. God opposes the proud, but he favors the humble. So humble yourself before the Lord, before God. Resist the devil. And watch this. He will flee from you. The devil will run from you. Not because of you, but because he who is in you is greater than he who is in this world. And when I stand on God's word and I resist and I humble myself, the Bible says he will flee. Then verse 10, it says, so humble yourself before the Lord and watch this. He will lift you up in honor. Pride says I'm gonna lift myself up. But if I humble myself, God says, watch this, then I will exalt you. Let's succeed with humility by humbling ourselves before the Lord and then he will exalt us. So you know what we should clothe ourselves with? The scripture tells us that we should clothe ourselves with humility. Clothe yourself. In fact, that's the best dress for success is to clothe yourself with humility. And when you do, you don't have to worry about your image. You just have to focus on your character. Your image is what other people say about you. Your character is who you really are. That's why we have to be men and women of integrity because that's our character. And if you wanna have a great legacy and you wanna leave a great legacy, 
And some of you are like, man, I'm old and I don't know where to start. It's never too late to start over. Start now. I don't care how old you are. If you're young, awesome. Right now's the time to think about, to leave the legacy, the impact, the imprint on your family, your friends, your school, your workplace, this world. You have the power to choose to do that. So if you want to have a great legacy, then you're going to have to have build it on great character. And let me tell you some great character qualities that you could do. Speak with integrity. Serve people with passion. Give generously. And succeed with humility. Great character leaves a great legacy. And that's the foundation. That's the foundation. And if you will walk in great character, people will be attracted to that character. And they'll notice that something's different about you at school, at work, at bargains, wherever you are, at home. Why is there something different about you? And then you will get to be part of the greatest legacy that you could ever leave. And that is by introducing someone to King Jesus. How many people are gonna be in heaven because of how you lived and you shared the gospel with. The greatest legacy you can live is to invite someone to meet King Jesus who will spend eternity in heaven with you. So let's be people who will go out and tell our brothers, our sisters, our roommates, our classmates, our fraternity brothers, our sorority sisters, our spouse, our grandparents, our coworkers, our bosses, our coaches, doesn't matter. Let's be people who will go and take this seriously to leave a legacy. And the greatest legacy you could ever, ever leave is the seed to invest. You can't save no one. I can't, I can't even save myself, but I can introduce you to the one who can save you. And that's the greatest legacy that any of us could ever leave is by introducing someone to our Lord and to our Savior. So let's go. Let's go make a difference and leave a great legacy. I'm gonna ask if you would to bow your heads. I'm gonna trust and pray that the Lord spoke to you and something today in your heart and your life. That the Holy Spirit allows some scales just to fall off or maybe inspire you or encourage you. You know what, I'm gonna start now or I'm gonna start over. I'm gonna start building my life on God's word. I'm gonna start serving people with passion. I'm gonna start being generous with my whole being, everything that God has allowed me to be, with my knowledge, with my wisdom, be generous with it, help people, with my time, my resources, my energy. I'm gonna start being a person of integrity. You know, that, that, that one really stung. And you're right, I'm one person at home, I'm a different person at work, I'm gonna be the same person. Let's go, you can do this. You have the power of God in your life, you can do this. And when I succeed, and I believe you've already have succeed, I'm gonna do it with humility. I'm gonna humble myself and not be boastful about it. Maybe the greatest thing that the Lord done today is he opened your eyes to see that he loves you. And that he sent his son to die for you. 
in your place and my place. And right now, listen, you can surrender your life to King Jesus. No matter how young you are, how old you are, you can surrender your life right now to Jesus. The Bible says if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from what? What does it mean to be saved? You will be saved from the wrath of God because God poured out his wrath on the cross and therefore will not have to pour out his wrath on you. Who would neglect and reject such a great salvation? Well, how do I do that? Well, the scripture says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and you will be saved. So right now, wherever you are, doesn't matter, you're online at one of our campus, come on Ashland, doesn't matter, whoever you are, wherever you are, right now you can say, Jesus, confess with your mouth, I believe. I believe you came for me, I believe you died for me, and I believe you got up out of the grave for me. And right now, as best as I know, I repent of my sin, and I put all my faith and trust in you. Now help me live for you the rest of my life and leave a legacy that glorifies you. The Bible is clear. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And if that's you, in just a moment, your host or your campus pastor, they're gonna come out and they're gonna share with you your next steps. Some steps you could take. We wanna help you take next steps in following Jesus. And if there's anything we can do to serve you, we are here to help you. Father, thank you so much for your love and your grace and your mercy. Thank you so much for everyone, Lord, worshiping you today. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would not let the enemy come and snatch this seed from our heart. That, God, what you planted today, the thoughts you planted, the seeds that you planted, I pray, Holy Spirit, you will nourish them, you will grow them, that they will bear fruit. They will bear fruit at school, in the workplace, at home, in our world, that we will be men and women of integrity, that we will leave a legacy, that people will look at us as the peculiar people, that there's something different. And, God, we will get to reflect that glory back to you. Because it's, it's, it's in your glory. It's your namesake. And we do what we do. And it's in that glorious name that we ask and pray all these things. In Jesus' name, come on now. And everybody said, amen.